Welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jared Chaffin, along with Artemis Brower. We're coming to you the day after ECU gets finally gets that signature win against a, a 7-2 and two team that, I mean, was ranked just two weeks ago before they lost to Tulsa um, in SMU. I mean, <laughs> Artie, this, this was one of those games that, like, nobody was giving us a shot. Nobody... Nobody was talking about ECU winning this game, except, except for your boy over here on this side of the screen. Yeah, but you got to be honest, though, Jared. That was kind of a half-assed promise, though. It wasn't like you knew 100% the ECU was going to win the game. I waffled, but then, <laughs> but then I said ECU wins, and That's they do, and they did. Look. That that was by far the best game we've played all season. Not even close. Um, just the way we dominated them in the first half. I mean, forty-five to seven, and and at halftime, it's ridiculous. That's absolutely absurd. That, that was the so, best first half of football ECU could have asked for ever. Yeah, you can't you can't have a better first half of football than forty-five to seven. You really really can't. Um, I mean, it could, and, it could and be forty-five nothing, them. but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it could be, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> S- SMU, you knew how to had a high-powered offense coming into the into this matchup, right? And so we didn't expect to shut them out the way we shut them out. We also didn't expect to put up that many points on our defense the way we did. But you know, the way we were able to spread the ball. I mean, Keaton Mitchell had two touchdowns. Blake Pro had two touchdowns. C.J. Johnson got in the mix. You know, everybody was getting was, was getting the ball and getting the wealth. Um, and so that was very very. Um, Nice to see Darius Pinkett's got a, got a tutty yesterday. Everybody scored for the Pirates yesterday. Like, nobody didn't score except for Holton Aylers. So, um, it, was, it was just refreshing to see. That was definitely a big-time signature win for us, and we're going to explain what that means, you know, to end the season and going into uh, next year. Yeah, you, you mentioned um, ECU. I mean, they had, they had the best first half, like I said, that, that the Pirates could have asked for. Um, looking at it, you start off – that that first drive kind of looks kind of iffy, but then you uh, you wrap it up with a fake punt. Luke Larson, fake uh, punt, man. The, the Aussie, the Aussie mate, uh, scrambling. The greatest for, call Coach Houston's had all season. Scrambling for twenty five yards to uh, to to get the first down, and then um, later on in the in that first quarter, also that reverse pass um, for for a touchdown. Tyler Sneed. Uh, who did he hit on that? Was that uh, he hit Blake Pro on that on that throw? It was right? Sneed. It was Sneed to Pro. Yeah, it was Sneed to Blake yeah. Pro, and, so, and Pro was wide open. Yeah, you don't expect to see that often, especially not from thirty-five yards out. You know, um, mm-hmm. that, that was just one of those things that, I mean, Houston kind of he he emptied the tank today or yesterday, right? Houston, he went out there. He he did what he needed to do. He said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna empty the tank today. We're gonna." Just kind of lay it all out there, um, and and whatever happens happens, and it, hey, it worked, and it showed ECU is not to be uh, looked down upon. It's not ECU is not supposed to be a team that you can just roll over against, right? Um, th- mm-hmm. You're gonna have to come in and beat ECU every single week going forward, going into next year. And and what I, and what I really loved yesterday more so than a victory was that you know from a player standpoint you got to buy in too right you know because after the season that we've had after the bad breaks that we've had had this been a scotty montgomery led team 
that team probably would have quit yesterday. They probably wouldn't have given it their all. They probably wouldn't have came out with the, with the kind of fire and the juice that they, that they had. But with Coach Houston, you can see this is a team that is buying in. You know, they want to be the finished product. They want to be winners. They want to buy in to the establishment. And so you saw that yesterday against an SMU team that we both said should have been ranked, could have very easily came into that game at least 8-1, if not 9-0. Um, so, you know, we didn't, we didn't beat a scrub yesterday. We beat a team that's going to a bowl game. They're going to go, go to a pretty decent bowl game. Um, they, they still have a good chance of winning their bowl game. And what we did to them yesterday was kind of show not just to ourselves, but to everybody else, okay, ECU is going to be a contender, maybe not a, a all-the-way winner just yet, but we're going to be contending with people by next season. Just think, SMU, as of yesterday, at this time yesterday, as of 10 a.m. yesterday, right before kickoff, was still – in um, contention for for the AAC West title, right? They they were still in contention to make the American Athletic Conference championship game. Well, after losing to ECU, they're no longer in contention. ECU knocked them out. Knocked them out. Nate Robinson style, knocked them out. Oh, don't pick on Nate. (laughs) Don't pick on Nate. (laughs) <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, it, it was just one of those things that, I mean, I, I unfortunately I didn't get to watch as much as much of the game as I wanted to. Um, we we were doing some family traditions, uh, going to pick out a Christmas tree yesterday. But um, it's always not a bad thing. Hey, but I, I got to watch the first half and some of the second half. I, I watched most of the first half and then half the the last half of the fourth quarter. And uh, oh, you watched the game then. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched most of the game. Yeah, if you watched, it. yeah. So, um, I mean, I saw I saw Jaquan McMillan's uh, two interceptions. I, I saw I saw the, all the scores, except for the uh, the one to put ECU up seven nothing. Um, but Artie, ECU's offense could do no wrong in the first half. I mean, six drives, six touchdowns, and then you had the field goal to to wrap it up. I mean, you you couldn't ask for anything better from ECU um, go in that first half. And, and just like we said in our pregame, and just like we said for the last, I don't know, four or five, six weeks, all ECU's ever had to do was finish. We know they can move the ball. We know they have the offensive firepower and the talent. It was just all putting it together and finishing on those drives. And we saw that yesterday. We were just waiting for that offensive explosion, which we knew at some point we were going to get. Um, did I think we were going to get it? get it against SMU? Not really, but I'm, I'm very, very happy we did. And like you said, we could do no wrong, especially in the first half. I think, I, I don't, I don't remember a drive in the first half that we didn't score on. No, I, we, I, don't, I don't know if we there, had there, a drive in the there wasn't. first half we didn't score on. The, the, yeah, we, the closest thing to it, drive. the closest thing to it was the first drive when, was the field goal. Well, no, the first, the first drive when, oh, yeah, yeah. The when we had drive, the fake right. punt. Um, that, yeah. I mean, and then, that I think that kind of set the tone, and I I, I know Coach Houston and and uh, Jaira Wilson and and Hull Nailers, but all said that in, in their post game press conference. But mm-hmm. um, I mean Aylers, look, I just want to kind of break down some of the numbers. Hull Nailers, he went twenty for twenty nine with three hundred yards and four touchdowns, no interceptions yesterday. I mean that is something that I mean he Aylers probably wishes that he could play SMU every single week. Yeah, if he's going to have those kind of days and those kind of numbers, I mean, and, and, and like you said, yeah, that, that fake punt really got everything steamrolling. I mean, we, we truly steamrolled after that. It gave us all the momentum. Another, another big break in the game was that Jair Wilson uh, strip fumble. 
that he returned 40 yards and also put us up in, in, in really good position. Our defense was feeding off our offense. Offense was feeding off our defense. Um, it was some of the best football I've seen from East Carolina probably since 2014, you know, back, back in the days <laughs> when we had Shane and the boys. So I, mean, yeah. I haven't really been that excited about a first half or seen that much offensive production. And then on the defensive side of the ball, also be able to produce – you know, at, at, at spurts and at times as well. I haven't seen that in years. So that was, that was just, it was just refreshing to watch. Yeah. I, I want to break down a little bit about, I, I just said whole nailers wishes he could play SMU every single week. Well, here, here's some of Ehlers numbers against SMU in the last two years. So 2019 and 2020 Ehlers is 52 of 71 passing with 796 yards, 10 touchdowns and zero interceptions. So he plays pretty well against SMU. So <laughs> you're telling me Ehlers, he, uh, he's got about 75 children down in Dallas. He's their daddy. <laughs> Jerry, you won one this morning, man. I like it. Hey, this is how, this is how I feel after, after a big win, man. I, I, it's been a long time since I've, since I've had it's, this it's, it's been a while. And, look, I was fully expecting to come on here and, and have a, a post game where I was kind of sad and I was talking about an ECU loss. I didn't think we were going to lose by a lot. I thought it was going to be a close game. Um, but, you know, I, I definitely thought I was going to be getting prepared to talk about an ECU loss. And instead I'm talking about what really should have been an ECU blowout victory. You know, that second half, it is – what it is but you know we, we, we really should have won that game by 30 plus but we got the dub we got the dub and that that's all that matters Artie and I mean <laughs> I'm so happy to be a pirate th this morning and and mm -hmm. every morning but really this morning feels feels very good um and also shout out to ECU basketball because they got the dub over the weekend too oh yeah um ECU basketball with with the big win over UNC Charlotte but Going back to the offense, Blake Prohl, six receptions, 152 yards, two touchdowns. I can't really remember a time that um, Blake Prohl was kind of the leading guy on offense on, on our receiving core. Usually it's either Tyler Snead or C.J. Johnson. Nope, not, not yesterday. It was Blake Prohl. He, uh, and we talked about it. We, we said that Tyler Snead was going to be a marked man. He was. They held him to 92 yards, but – he still had a, the one t touchdown catch and then the one. Right, and he had a, and he had a passing touchdown. So they didn't exactly. really keep him in check that much. But, but still, it opened up, the, opened up the playbook and opened up the field for, for Blake Prohl a little bit more. And I, I know that uh, Hull Naylor's talked about um, when, when Blake Prohl could get that outside release, he was going to go to him every single play. And that, that was huge. You, you could see he did it. And Holden was looking for that all game. And when he saw it, he got him the ball and and got 152 yards out of it. Yeah, I mean Blake Blake played out of his mind yesterday, which you know that doesn't shock me because I I know he has that kind of potential. I, I think going into next year he could be our number one receiver. I think he will be our number one receiver uh, for next year. I, I just think he's a stud. He comes from good stock. We all know who his daddy is. We all know what his dad did in the NFL. Um, his brother also played at Carolina. So I mean the kid comes from good stock. So um, what what he does doesn't doesn't shock me at all. Um, you know, Tyler Sneed, he's, he's the Swiss Army knife. He can do anything and everything. He can't do no wrong. He had a great punt return yesterday. It set us up in really good field position yep. to go in for a, for, a, for a touchdown. Had the passing touchdown, had the catching touchdown. Tyler Sneed is just – he's just all over the field and he can do no wrong. And then C.J. Johnson, I, I, I like to see how he had, a, you know, a little bit of a bounce-back day. Had the uh, really, really tough catch 
in the corner of the end zone over really good defense. And that just shows how his, you know, his explosiveness is, is still there. Um, and then obviously Keaton Mitchell and Darius Penix without, you know, without having Roger Harris, our number one running back, they still got it done as if we never had Roger Harris to begin with. I mean, they, they were just running all, all, you know, up and down the field yesterday. So to know that we have that at our disposal, man, if we put it all together, we're going to be scary. And they're all back next year. And guess they're what? They're all back. And guess what, Artie? They'll all be back the year after. That's what I'm saying. We're, we're so young. <laughs> we're so young. All we had to do was be able to finish and put it together. Once we, we put it together, man, this, this team is scary. And they, think about it. They didn't have a full training camp. They didn't have a full offseason this year. They didn't have, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't have an offseason at all. Think of, That's scary. And barring a, a botched call at Tulsa and barring a, a COVID or a worldwide pandemic with Navy and, and a weird testing thing, you're, you're looking at a team that could be five and four right now. You're looking at a team that can very easily be five and four. Um, and, you know, without without doubt, uh, we, we are four and five. I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and count that Tulsa win. That was a win. Um, so I'm I'm, I'm going to remember the season as us finishing four and five instead of three and six. Um, but yeah, you're right. We, we could have very easily been five and four in in the crazy year that we had. And then think about if if the offense could have scored at all in against Georgia State. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, that, that see, and, and and knowing what we know now, that Georgia State game still keeps me up at night. I just don't know how we were able to. We didn't score a single offensive, you know, touchdown and still put up twenty nine points and lost the game. I, I just that game still keeps me up. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things that now knowing what we know now, that it's it's insane to see, and it it also shows this game shows the um, the parity in the American Athletic Conference. There, there's so much. I mean, you have a team in SMU that, I mean, was a top 25 team all season or for most of the season, lost to Tulsa. Tulsa goes in the top 25. SMU falls out. And then SMU has two weeks to prepare for ECU mm-hmm. and loses big time. And, and, and there's an old saying, you know, any given Sunday. Well, any given Saturday. You know, you can't count on any team, especially a team that buys in. Like I said, this team has bought into the culture. And any team that buys into the culture, you can't count out. So, you know, any 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 given Saturday in the American. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm very happy to say that like this team looks like they're 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 finally making the turn, right? Um, mm-hmm. but to do that, the, the defense has to look as good as it did yesterday. Um, I mean to have three turnovers or what was it? Three turnovers yesterday with the fumble recovery yeah. should have been four. Um, looking at it the way I looked at it, the, I don't know what the intentional grounding thing was. Yeah, that was that, that, you know, the referees pretty much had a flawless day outside of that. That was really yeah. the one thing they, they got wrong outside of that. They had a flawless day, but uh, that was, yeah, we, we, we left two points on the board. They, they gave two points back to SMU because that absolutely should have been a safety. Yeah, it could have quite possibly been um, – but it could have quite possibly been seven points with that being a fumble because, I mean, it, it was – it it almost didn't look like a throw. Um, watching it – I mean, I watched several replays on the TV. Um, I, I guess that's – He kind of shoved it into his, into his lineman's thigh. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> and, he, it was, and he wasn't outside the pocket, so that's intentional grounding. Yeah, but 
it could have been a it could have been intentional grounding, could have been a fumble, and it was recovered by the Pirates in in the end zone. Coach Easton mm-hmm. said he thought it was a fumble um, when he before yeah. he watched any any uh, video on it. He said he thought it was a fumble. So mm-hmm. um, you you leave seven points on the board there, but uh, I mean ECU uh, Shane Bouchelle had thrown four interceptions all season, all season. Now Jaquan McMillan, he had two interceptions on on Shane Bouchel in the in the fourth quarter. Yeah, two interceptions. This guy's thrown four all season. I mean, <laughs> and then Jaquan McMillan, I, I believe he's what a, a sophomore, a junior. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a he's a true sophomore. So I mean, it, it goes to show these guys are growing. I mean, I, I'm going to pull up some of the ECU's game notes. But talk to me real quick about uh, talk to me about Jaquan McMillan some more. Yeah, I mean, look, Jaquan he's he's a sophomore. Wilson is a sophomore. They're they're both coming back for next year. Those are the two guys I could not be happier about to to come back for this defense. They are some ball hogs. I have not seen ball hogs on the defensive side of the ball maybe ever since I've been watching ECU football. At least at least not to this extent. I mean, they they want the ball on every possession. They want to go get it on on, on every possession, and I love to see that because that's what we need now obviously we had some lapses in the second half defensively I think that's because you know not not because our defense couldn't keep them contained it was just the game was so out of reach and the mentality from a from a player standpoint you know you just kind of want to hurry up and end the game and get the hell out of there now we almost let them creep back into it almost um but you know I, I think from a defensive standpoint in that first half we played phenomenal um you know Jaquan with the two interceptions, Jair with the, with the with the strip fumble, Xavier Smith was all over the place like like he does and like like he usually is. I think he had a sack and one one or two sacks in the game yesterday. Um, so defensively, that was one of the better performances I've seen. Even though we had the lapses in the second half, that was still one of the better performances I've seen from our defense in a long, long time. And these kids are young, like we said, and a lot of them are coming back next year. Yeah, and I mean, looking at it, the. The Pirates forced three turnovers yesterday. One fumble, two interceptions. Um, this is from and, the post- and you called that, Jared. I didn't. I didn't think that we were going to get that many turnovers. You called the turnover. We got to win the turnover battle. Yep, and and we did that. Hey, I'm telling you, I, I can I can tell people. I know I know in the uh, Texas Iowa State game the other day, I called the Texas I called Texas winning it, I, just because they were at home. Um, but about an hour before the game, I, I looked at. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings. We were about to uh, partake in some in some uh, cold refreshments at, at Buffalo Wild Wings and sit there and watch uh, the Texas Iowa State game. And I looked at my uncle, who I mean, he he likes to put some money down on the game. And I said, I called Texas on on the podcast, but now that now that I've sat down and act, like thought more about it, I'm liking Iowa State. And I, Iowa State had moved to a minus one and a half. And I told him take that. I said take that to the bank. And look at look at what Iowa State did. I also said, I also said, Notre Dame was going to beat Carolina by at least two touchdowns. Notre Dame beat Carolina by two touchdowns. I'm telling you, you got to listen to me, people. I'll, I'll, I'll help you make some money. <laughs> and that, look, that 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 Notre Dame game was a lot closer than what the final score was. Oh, yeah. Carolina had a chance. Carolina had a chance. They did. Uh, they just couldn't get anything done on offense. And then yeah, that that Texas Iowa State game. I, I think I had caught Texas myself. And then, you know, I was watching the game, and I was like, wow. Halfway through the third quarter, I knew Iowa State was going to win. I uh, you know when Texas couldn't move the ball. Um, it was like 20 to 13 for like a solid eight minutes. So I was like, yeah, Iowa State's going to win this game. 
But I, I was saying all that to say ECU has 18 turnovers forced in the last eight games. Yeah. Over the past in, – in eight games, they have 18 turnovers. Over the past couple of years, we haven't been able to get 10 turnovers in a whole season. Mm-hmm. The defense is – the defense is there. Got to give you got to give Coach Boy Carroll some props. Got to give him um, another couple of years to really get this thing fine tuned. If you can get, and we've said this, if they can focus on offensive line and defensive line recruiting right now, ECU is going to be nasty. They're going to be nasty. If, if, if we can, if we can get some big boys, yeah. If, if we can get some big boys up front and get a push on that defensive side of the ball, just get a legitimate push. We can honestly have one of the best secondaries in the country because they're already good without having that 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 ferocious front seven or, or having a good front seven. They've got some pieces, but they're not all the way there yet. If we can have a, a, a good front seven with those, you know, corners and safeties that we have, giving them actual time to to set up and read coverages, it, it yeah, our defense could be absolutely monstrous. Yeah, I mean, I I, I can't believe the the kind of offense or the kind of defense that we have right now and uh I'm, I'm pulling back my notes the the offense or the defense just they they shut them down when they needed to um you had Jairo Wilson you, you talked about it a little bit earlier he he stripped the ball and almost, I thought he was going to return it for six um yeah I, I thought it was too I mean <laughs> Shane Bouchelle was able to uh catch him on the on the shoelaces but um I mean, it, it. All in all, defense they looked great. We knew that uh, we knew that SMU had probably one of the best offenses in in the conference. Um, I don't think there's anybody that really, other than UCF, that really um, can compete with with uh, SMU. But mm-hmm. that I mean, that's Shane Bouchelle. He coming into the season, he was rated as a Heisman candidate, right? Like. This is somebody that we're talking about could be pl- playing on Sundays in, in the next year or right. so. Right. So it 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 goes to show that ECU is making strides on both sides of the ball. And then to have a, a guy like Jake Verity, a guy like uh John Young and, and Luke Larson who can who can <laughs> scramble and, and get his uh his, his due on special teams, ECU is gonna look really good next year and Maybe in the next couple of weeks we can maybe maybe you and I will sit down and do our uh, way too early predictions. But it, it, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be nice to nice to go into next year feeling confident after mm-hmm. ECU uh, beat handedly handedly beat a good SMU team. And uh, before we throw it over to the press conferences, Artie, I, I just kind of want to ask you. Um, we'll, we'll talk about ECU moving forward after after the press conference, but. I want to ask you, leaving the game yesterday, how did you feel um, just as a Pirate? I, I, I felt like I had just watched a team turn the corner. I, I felt like that I had been waiting on this for a, a while. And I, I, what I saw yesterday looked like a program builder. I, you know, to me, when I left the game yesterday, I was like, okay, we're not, you know, we're not, we're not going back. We're not, we're not heading into next year going backwards. We're only going forwards. And and I was extremely jubilant. I was happy. Um, the record is like the record. <laughs> like I said, I you know everybody in Pirate Nation is going to say we're four and five. The nation is going to say we're three and six. 
Heart Nation is going to say we're four and five because that's exactly what we are. That's how we finish. Um, but this, it just looked like a legitimate program builder to be able to do what we did on the field yesterday. Like I said, for everybody to be able to, to be able to buy in when they could have quit because had it been Scotty Montgomery, I'm telling you, the result would have been different yesterday. I think Coach Houston and his staff has really turned it around as far as the culture. And I, you know, as just as a pirate, I'm just excited, man. Like I, like I kind of just want to fast forward to next season already just, just to see what we're going to do and how we're going to look. I'm just excited. Yeah, and I've been seeing some of the tweets from some of the commits that are, uh, are committed to ECU, and, and they're saying, I'm ready for college ball. The guys that are supposed to be coming in this year, they're ready. You know, they, they saw that win. Coach Houston talked about it in the press conference. He's gotten some messages from these guys. They're excited. They're ready to get here on January 14th and start balling. They're ready to start. They're, they're, they're just ready. We're all ready. And Coach Houston has even the recruits fired up because they know they're changing something in Greenville at East Carolina. And, and that, that's the, all we can ask for. But yeah. let's go ahead and send it to the press conferences. So we'll, you'll hear from Coach Houston after ECU beat SMU 52-38. to You'll also hear from Jairo Wilson. Um, and then we'll have starting quarterback Hole Nailers join the podcast also. Uh, so stay tuned, and, and we'll be right back with you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Some guys that let them, you know, almost get back in the ball game. But I certainly don't want to take that from what is just an incredibly impressive performance by our players. Um, you know, I've been waiting on this game. You know, it's, I didn't know when it was going to happen. I thought it was happening at Tulsa. Uh, you know, you, you've almost maybe had it against Navy, but you've been waiting on that game where you finally just – it felt like everything just flipped. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the daily commitment that our, our players have to doing all the things that they do. And it's, uh, you know, their attitude, their work ethic, uh, the, the kind of teammates they are. It's just, you know, they're doing, the, they're doing things right consistently – uh, you know, within the program and outside of the program. And, you know, you're starting to see those tangible results in the field and just excited for them. Uh, that's a good football team we played. You know, they're going to go to a bowl game. Uh, you know, they've, they've got, you know, a ton, you know, good resume this year, quality wins. Uh, but, you know, certainly, you know, today was a great day to be a Pirate. Okay, we'll open up for questions. Coach, we talked uh, kind of all week about going out with a bang and going out with some real momentum. Just how important do you think that'll be going into the offseason? It's huge. I mean, a two-game winning streak and a and a, a signature win, you know, against a quality opponent going into the offseason. I mean, you know, it's going to it's there's going to be momentum with recruiting. There's obviously going to be momentum with you know the, the the players, and you know it's important right now because we have a, a little break right here where they're going to be away from us for a little while, and you know we got a plan laid out for it. But you know certainly having you know that positive momentum going into this break is important because you know when they come back in mid January, we got to hit the ground running. You know we lost the last off season and it it, it hurt us. 
you know, we've got a, we've got a roster that is I mean, virtually everything is returning for multiple years. We have a chance right now to change the program permanently. And we, we've got to use that momentum. Uh, and I tell you, that locker room was awesome downstairs. And that sideline was awesome. It's just, it's, it's everything that we, it's everything we want. It's the way it's supposed to be. Coach, you pick up a big victory today. It does a lot for your program as you move forward here. You're talking about momentum as well. Uh, talk about the lesson this team picks up from uh, the way momentum shifted from the first half to the yeah. second half there a little bit. Well, certainly, you know, I've, I've been in that situation before, and I've tried to caution them at halftime, but it's a learning, it's a learning deal. Um, you know, learning how to win, learning how to, you know, manage a big lead at the half. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, that you're going to be able to use as a teachable moment because, you know, you did get the win. Certainly, you know, a couple of those mistakes right there, uh, you know, it'll be great for the kids the next time they're in that situation. Uh, and they're going to be in that situation again. So, uh, you know, it's – I've been there. Uh, I've been there. I've been there, and, and it got a lot closer than it did right there, uh, you know, in the end. It's, you know, usually those kind of wins, they really, you know, pay off down the stretch. Coach, you're two years in. What are the top two needs in your program at the point at this point? And also, what are the top two assets that you have? I think by far the biggest need is to get older. That's it. You know, we just got to let our kids grow up. You know, I don't, I don't know what the numbers are, but, you know, if we're not the youngest team in FBS football, we're right there with it. And so I think just, you know, a year, another, uh, another year, a year of development, you know. Uh, and like I said, you know, C.J. Johnson – who you kind of think of as almost an older player, has never had a spring practice with us. He's never had an off-season with us. So that's the biggest thing is just having a year of development. That's the, that's the biggest thing that we need. Certainly we have some needs in recruiting, which, you know, are, are, are fairly obvious and well-known. And, you know, certainly I think this is going to help that too. Uh, but, you know, just everybody seeing the style of play. I mean, I got multiple messages from some of our guys, you know, that watched the game today. So, um, you know, I look forward to, you know, solidifying that recruiting class and then, you know, getting into the offseason. Um, as far as the biggest asset we have, the biggest asset we have are those kids in that locker room. You know, much of the same thing. And I, I, last year was really, really hard here. I mean, it was, it was really hard. It was, it was a hard spring. Uh, when I first got here, it was a difficult summer and fall. And just some of the things you had to manage, you shouldn't have to manage. And this group is, has not been like that. And, and we've had our adversity this year. You know, it, you know that, that whole deal where you lose, lose the close game to Navy, you know, the, the ending at, at Tulsa, and then you follow it up with the losses to Tulane and Cincinnati. You know, it's just, it was a struggling time, but the kids always kept a positive attitude. They showed up the next week and they worked. And we, and we worked through, you know, the things we had to work through. Uh, and I'm just so excited because today, you saw what we've been trying to, trying to, trying to bring to game day. That energy, that that intensity. You know the way that defense was running and hitting. You know the 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 way you know our quarterback and receivers were playing. It's just that that's big going into the off season. So those kids, those kids are the biggest asset we have. Coach, was the fake punt uh, kind of going on that? Was that a little bit of a statement of hey? We're, we want to be here and we want to win this thing today. Was there, was there some intent on that, that fake punt? It, it, I, it's something we've been working on with Luke. It's something we're going to continue to develop. Um, but, you know, he, he does a great job with film study. Uh, we knew we were going to have a soft edge. I didn't think it would be that soft. 
Uh, but boy, it was. I mean, the edge completely disappeared. So uh, it's obviously a big momentum, uh, a big, big momentum change in the ball game. Uh, you know, really got a shot in the arm for our offense, uh, and just you know, excited for him. You know, he. I had him sing the fight song out there on the field, and he doesn't really know it very well yet. So we got to work on that a little bit. So. Coach, you had talked uh, some weeks ago about a signature win, and uh, I know it was a struggle to get in the finish line today. But how does the outcome stack up in that regard? Do you think? I couldn't hear the end of your your question. I heard the first half. I said, "Can you hear me now?" Yeah, somebody's talking in the background. The, uh, you talked several weeks ago about getting a signature yep. win and building toward that. And I know it was a little bit of a struggle in the second half today, but how does the outcome stack up in that regard, beating a quality opponent like you did today? Well, I mean, I think that's it. I mean, it's you, you, beat a, you beat a team that's going to go play in a bowl game. It's a seven-win football team that you knocked off at home. And I don't – I don't know when the last time you had an ECU team finish a season like that or, you know, win a game at home like that. And, you know, I, I know I know nobody wants to play coulda, shoulda, woulda, but the Tulsa game's a win. And you look up, you got four conference wins, four conference wins. You know, you, you guys all know what I walked into here, you know, what these kids walked into. You know, this team is, this team is improving. You know, the biggest thing I need everybody to do is leave us the hell alone for a couple of years because this team is going to be something else. And, you know, we just got to we just got to capitalize on the opportunity right now, but uh, you know that's it, it's a signature win, and those kids have worked and they deserve it. They've they've earned it. Coach, what's this do for your belief system for your ball club? They they've got to have a, a whole different attitude coming into this thing next year, knowing that they can win if they play like they're capable of doing. I'll be honest with you, uh, the belief. The belief system has not been the issue this year. It's just learning to win those games. And, but that, and that's the reason why I said they held tough through that rough stretch there at the middle of the season when you're trying to get over the hump. Um, you know, it's just you can't, you can't show up and do the things that they do on a daily basis and not have something, something you know, strong character-wise inside of you. And it's just, you know, just this, the, the, whole, the whole thing we talk about a process – it's the daily, the daily demands that it takes to be a member of this program. It's being on time. It's doing right. It's working hard. It's competing. It's, you know, being a good teammate. It's being a good student. It's, you know, representing the, the program, the institution, you know, in a first-class manner. And it's every single day. You can't take a day off. There's, it, you, it, you can't. It, it weeds you out because it just – that consistency day in and day out, that's why you're going to see them continue to improve because the, it's not, the expectations are not going to change. You're going to get here January 14th, the, the expectations are going to be the same, and those kids have embraced that. And the fact that they've embraced that shows you what they believe in, and they see themselves improve. And as long as they see, them, they see tangible positive evidence coming out of the process, then you know, it's going to continue. Coach, can you just talk about those first half and playing complimentary football in all phases and, and really playing at an elite level? That's, that's probably about as good as you can play. And I said earlier in the week, we would have to play our best game of the year to win this game. And, you know, no doubt we did. And, uh, you know, it's – I just – I liked our the way we grabbed the momentum. And, you know, you're, you're getting stops defensively. 
Uh, you were just really playing well on special teams, and you were really you you were finally hitting on so many positive cylinders offensively. You know, I thought Holton was really you know really really locked in and really you know dialed in in the first half as far as there was connection with the receivers. I thought our offensive line did a great job. Um, you know, it, it very much was exactly. It's a it was a great complimentary half, and I, I really felt like you probably. I don't know what the, the play's going to look like on film, but the, you know, the, the, the fumble, incomplete pass, whatever it was down there in the end zone, you know, you feel like you probably should have had seven more. Um, but it's probably as good as you can play a half of football right there. Uh, with Rajay, I know he was on the sideline, it looked like. Was that injury related? I know he's been bat, you know, battling some stuff. And then Keaton Mitchell, you know, steps up for you again. Just his end of the, the season was pretty special. Right. Yeah, you know, Rajay – He's been he's been battling some stuff and you know, had a had an injury at uh, Temple last week. It's nothing that's going to be serious, uh, no surgery, anything needed. He was not able to go today, and you know he tried all week, you know, and and he's a warrior. I mean he's he was gonna he was gonna go if he could, and it just wasn't wasn't in the cards. But you know really pleased with uh, Keaton, and I'll tell you Darius Penix gave us a great boost today. You know some of the conversions he he gave us on third down. Uh, were really, really critical. Uh, and so those two guys did a great job today. Okay, we got time for one more question for Coach Houston. Yeah, wh what was the explanation on that play in the end zone? I mean, it seemed like at worst it should have been intentional grounding. He said, uh, said it was a, he passed it before his knee went down. It hit one of our linemen. They couldn't tell if it was across the line of scrimmage or not. Ruled it an incomplete pass. So, you know, we'll, uh, you know, we'll send it in and let, uh, you know, let them look at it. I want, I want to look at it on film. Okay, Coach Houston, thank you very much. All right, guys. I really appreciate all of you. Uh, we'll have a postseason uh, kind of wrap up on Tuesday. I think we're going to try to do it here on campus. Uh, you know. COVID, uh, COVID protocol in-person kind of deal. Uh, you know, uh, Tom and uh, Ryan and them will get some information out to you about it. Uh, but I just thought it'd be better for us to do that uh, as in-person as we can right now. But uh, you know, really appreciate you guys and, uh, and all the work that you guys do to support our program. Thanks a lot. Go Pirates. Thanks, Coach. Uh, asking you questions, okay? Okay. Jairo, let's talk about your, your big strip and uh, return. Just what did you see on that play? I know you, you kind of made a, an art of stripping the ball this year. Uh, walk us through that play. Uh, I know I set the edge and then uh, have my, my teammates rally to the ball and they had them held up. So every time they have them held up, I try to go for the ball and it came out this time, that time. With that play, Jaira, and then there was a fourth down stop and, and the, in the first, second quarter, it seems like the sideline and the energy was just – unlike it's ever been all season. I mean, what was that like, y'all just building on plays emotionally and kind of the energy y'all played with today? How fun was it to, to be in that? Uh, it felt good to be on that end for once. Uh, we worked too hard. We worked too hard week in and week out to, uh, to keep losing games like we do. And we just wanted to at least get one, uh, one of these wins to show that we, we belong in this conference. And that was uh, all week. We were just saying we wanted to end the season on top, go in the off season with some confidence, and that's what we did today. Jared, did you catch any flack from your teammates after getting tackled by the uh, the quarterback? Any what? Any flack? Anybody give you a hard time for? Uh, oh, oh no, nah, no, nah, I do. I I look up the whole team running on me. It's this is celebration. This is just what we pride ourselves on having juice. Uh, 
having energy for someone when they make a play is just uh, what we do here. Tyra, talk about the, go ahead. Oh, it's, it's going in and out. I can't hear. Malcolm, you there? Yes. Okay. You say he's having a hard time hearing. It's going in and out. Go ahead. Okay, Jara, can you talk about the way uh, Coach says that the, there's a demand for the team uh, day in, day out, on the field, off the field? Can you just describe what that's like? Uh, he just wants us to uh, carry ourselves the way we're supposed to uh, on the on the field. Don't leave don't leave anything on the field. Work hard every day. Got to come to work every day. And then off the field, he just wants us to uh, live right. Uh, even when we're away from the facility, just doing everything we're supposed to do. That's it's just the little things that. Uh, help build that's helped build our culture since our uh, coach Houston has been here. So, what's the biggest thing you kind of learned uh, as a defense today from the first half to the second half? Uh, the first half, we felt like we could play like that all year. It's just, I don't know, today just everything was clicking, it felt good. And then into the second half, uh, we just gotta uh, keep going, we gotta uh, keep it, keep our foot on the gas and can't let up and let them score as many points as they did in the second half. But I'm just glad that at the end, when we got when we need to get stops, we got the two stops that we needed. So that's all that matters to me. Jara, when you, you know, this is your third year in the program. When you compare how it was when you first got here to now, how different is it? Uh, it's, a, it's a lot, it's a lot different. I feel like now we're more of a, we're more of a brotherhood now than what we were before. It's just, it seems like everybody's a lot closer and we just uh, we just play for each other now. It's just everybody. We're all we're all one unit now. I say that's the biggest thing that that's changed. Watching Luke have that punt return, how much momentum do you feel like that gave the team on the sidelines? That gave us everything because we didn't we didn't even know he was doing that. It, I was I'm on the punt team, and it shocked me when I saw him running. It just gave. I think that was a big momentum swing right there. Just coach always tells uh, special teams to change the game, and I think it did today. Do you think, Jared, that play was a statement by y'all, especially your the first drive that, that you, you wanted to win this game, and that was kind of an emotional statement for y'all, you think, as a team? I actually think it was, because that's the first time. If I Yeah, that's the first time we ran a fake all year. So it's the last game. We, we came into myself. We have nothing to lose. So we just coach started dialing things up that he normally doesn't do, and it worked out. It's like a hit or miss play. It's either gonna hurt us or it's a big momentum swing, and it was a big momentum swing. Okay, Jared, thank you for your time today. Hey, thank you. Hey guys. Hey Holton, congratulations. Thank you. That was a good uh, one. Yeah, we're going to go right into questions for Holton. Holton, it seems like you guys have been kind of searching for this win all year and, and really kind of deserved it. How much does this win mean for, for the locker room? Yeah, um, it means a lot. Um, you know, all year, that's kind of what we expect our offense to be. Um, obviously, you know, we had a couple letdowns um, in the season. It was, it was good to, to end it right, um, to, to end it the way that we expected to play all year. 
Can you talk about uh, the momentum that you guys had in the first half and, and what that felt like and, and what it did for you guys? Um, it felt, I mean, it, like you said, it was a huge momentum. I mean, the deep, shout out to the defense and the O-line, man, but the defense, to stop that offense, um, I think it was seven points um, in the first half, 15 maybe, I'm not even sure, but to, to stop them to that with that quarterback and that offense, man, it was huge. Um, and the offense, I mean, the, those guys blocked up front and we just made plays. Um, with the receivers. Holden, can you assess your program and tell us what the, the biggest assets that you have are right now? Yeah, we got a lot of heart. Um, you know, I think we're finally all coming together. We've been looking for this big win. Um, you know, we thought it was there last year. We thought it was a Cincinnati game last year, but um, we finally got it. Um, this is the win we've been looking for, and, and um, you know, we're excited. I mean, I think we got to – we're young. I mean, we got to grow up a little bit, but – I mean, overall, I mean, I think we're, we're heading in the right direction. I mean, I think the, the darker days of ECU football are definitely behind us, and we're starting to climb that mountain that we've uh, that we've tried to been for a while now. Oh, and there were some pretty tense moments in the second half, and you were able to hit Blake on some big plays. Uh, kind of talk about your trust in him in those one-on-one matchups. Yeah, Blake's a baller, man. Um, I've, I've said it since the day I got here, um, since the day I've started, man. I mean, he's – He's just as good as anyone in the country. I've told him that. I've told you all that. Um, I believe that. And and I told him early on um, one time, it was it was a one-on-one, and he got an inside release on a fade ball because they were really outside leverage. And I told him I came to the sideline and just said, man, just get outside release, and I'm going to you on one-on-one. Anytime they give you one-on-one, I'm going to it. And, um, I mean, next couple times they did that, and I went to him, and he's, he continued to make plays throughout the season. Hey, Holden, uh, Coach Houston said it, the first half as a team was about as perfect as y'all could play. I mean, it, have you – did you feel that? And I don't know, has it been since your Conley days when, when things have gone that well? I mean, have you ex- experienced that at ECU yet, you know, or no? Yeah, I mean, it, it went pretty good. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm, I haven't looked much. I don't know. I know the first the first series, I guess, but then Luke took off running and got us the first down. So, after that, we kind of just – Took off running. Um, so, I mean, I thought that was big momentum changer in the game was us getting that fake punt there. Um, and then just everything kind of flipped. But kind of like you said, um, it does remind me of the Conley, Conley days a little bit, just putting up a bunch of points and putting pressure on the on the opposing defenses. Did it kind of feel like, too, is the last game of the season, you almost played with nothing to lose and kind of threw everything out there? Yeah, um, honestly, we have a lot more trick plays than that. But, uh, I mean, the ones that we use worked. Um, you know, I was talking to Snead and, and Blake um, before the game, kind of this week, really. We are like, man, it's the last one of the year. We can't go into the offseason um, without a good dub, without, you know, putting up some points. And, and kind of what we've been looking for all year, like I said. I mean, we expected our offense to play like that all year. And uh, we're kind of disappointed that we didn't, but we're glad we got to finish it off right. Are there any other questions for Holton? Holton, can you kind of do a little self-evaluation about where you are in terms of uh, your performance? Uh, today certainly seemed like you were on top of your game. You had some real nice uh, passes, particularly down the sideline to Blake on some uh, possession downs, and just share some thoughts there if you would. Yeah, um, it is, I'll be the first to say, I mean, I expected to have a better year than I did. Um, I'm glad I played the way I did today because um, that's kind of what I expect from myself. But and, and really this offense, kind of like I said, but 
um, I'm just going to keep working, you know, trust. That's, that's how I've gotten here is just keep working, you know, believing in myself. And that's what we're going to continue to do. Um, I think that's what makes Pirates great is you always bet on yourself. And that's what we're going to keep doing. Anything further for Holton? Okay, Holton, thank you for your time. Congratulations yeah. again. Thanks, guys. See y'all. Once again, that was Coach Houston, Jira Wilson, and Holton Nailers joining the Boneyard Podcast, joining the media to uh, to recap. Their 52 to 38 win over a very good SMU team, Artie. And uh, that win, Coach Houston talked about it. Uh, both, both players talked about it in their, in their post games. We've talked about it. ECU's needed a signature win. We thought we had it against Tulsa. We did have it against Tulsa. Coach Houston even said, In my books, that's a win. Yes. In our he did books, say that. that's a win. Mm-hmm. They finally got it. And it's the same thing that you and I've been saying. And I told Warren Saber joined our live stream two weeks ago, and I, I told him, I said, look, man, we know y'all can do it. Mm-hmm. I said, the team just has to figure out how to win. Yeah. That, that, that's, I believe that's about 25% of winning a football game, if not more. You've got to have the gumption to actually get to the finish line and win. Mm-hmm. And they did that yesterday. They, they sputtered at, at times in the second half. But they, they held on, and, and they got the win. And that gives me a lot of confidence after blowing out Temple last week against, I mean, a, a, batter, a battered team. What they did yesterday to SMU, that gives me a lot of confidence going into 2020 or going into what year, 2021. 2021. Gosh, yeah. I do not want another repeat of 2020. <laughs> um, no, nah, I, I don't think we'll get another 2020. I think we'll be all right. Um, but, yeah, going into 2021 – You've got a lot of confidence, and you got guys that have tasted winning. They've tasted close defeat. They've tasted being blown out. Mm-hmm. But I think they, I think they all enjoyed the taste of victory yesterday. And I, I think that they're all going to savor that going all off season into next year and want more of it. They're going to crave it all off season this year yeah. now. And now that we have some kind of um, idea of how to make things operate during COVID, I think they'll at least be able to have a full off-season off training camp, a full off-season and getting in the weight room and getting prepared, and they're going to be ready to eat come next year. What are your thoughts? And, you know, what, what really stuck out to me with, with Coach Houston's presser, you know, after the game um, was for as much as this was a signature win, and, yes, this was a program builder, I really like the fact that he said, I wish people would just leave us the hell alone for a few years and let us grow. That what have we really been telling the people, Artie? What have we been yeah, telling that, the people? That, and, and, and it needed to be said, and it needed to come from his mouth, and I'm, I really appreciate that he said that because this team is still growing. And I don't want Pirate Nation to get all excited about this one yesterday and think that they're going to have a finished product next year. You're not going to have a finished product next year. This is still in the works this is still in the you know this is still in the production phase we're still growing we're going to be better i can promise you we'll be better and and we should at least be 500 if not better than 500 next year but coach houston knows exactly what he's doing he knows he's trying to build a legitimate contender he's not trying to build a gimmick 
He's not just wanting to win for one or two years. He wants to actually build a legitimate program where kids are wanting to come to East Carolina and, and perform at their best for years to come. And that's going to take a few years. And so I'm really happy he came out and said, hey, just leave us the hell alone for a little while and let us grow. We got, a, we got a really young team. Just let us mature into what we know we can be. And that's what really stuck out to me. Yeah, and that, that's the thing that we've been telling people for the last nine weeks or whatever since, since the season started. This mm-hmm. team, they're young and they're, they're maturing. They've got to be able to be mature enough to win. And I think that's a huge part of it. And what, what Coach Houston said, he said, like, look, I came in here. Y'all know what I came into. Yep. Y'all know what I came into. And we've talked about what he came into. He came into a mess. He came into a mess. And to see these players buy in, ECU has three wins in conference. I saw someone earlier this week. ECU could finish as high as sixth in the conference mm-hmm. with three wins. That is, I mean, that's amazing considering under under uh, Scotty Montgomery, we were getting one uh, conference win. Maybe I think we got two one-year conference wins a year. And last year, I mean, we had we had the one, but then this year we have three in a shortened yeah. season. I mean, and 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 I, honestly, I don't, I don't. Have we ever had a season in the American where we had more than three conference wins since we joined the nope. American? No, nope. I don't. I don't think we have. I think this is our best performance in the conference since we joined the conference. We haven't had this kind of performance in conference since 2015. Um, and then also to finish the season, I don't think we've had two wins against two FBS opponents uh, since what 2013, 2014. To, to finish the season. So, I mean, just, just the way we finished is, has, has been something we haven't seen in four or five years. Yeah, and then, I mean, next year, I mean, I'm just – I'm not going to go through the schedule, but looking at next year, I'm excited for what this team could do next year. I mean, they, I don't I – don't, after – and I, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but I don't think there's n- not a – I don't think there's a game on the schedule that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's an L after watching how this team's played this year and knowing that they're going to have another year to mature. Cincinnati's going to be good, but they're going to lose a lot of people next year. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll break down the the schedule going forward. But, I mean, I'm ready, I'm ready Artie, for uh, for September 2nd to, to roll right around. Uh, it, yeah, and, and I, I got I to be honest with you. The first three games on our schedule, I kind of want to go to all of them. Oh, you know, we got App State. I, we got South Carolina. We got Marshall. I kind of want to go to all those games. <laughs> Artie, you and I can make it happen. We'll, uh, we'll yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully with the vaccine, you and I will be able to go to ten more games. Go to, go up in the press box. How, how'd you like that, by the way? Man, it was it was awesome. It was it was a little weird because it was quiet and you couldn't cheer. And the only thing I wanted to do was cheer my boys on. But it was it was a very very cool experience. I mean, just kind of you could literally see from miles and miles past the stadium yeah, over, yeah. over the skyline. It was it was dope. It was it was a really cool experience. Now let me ask you, how many sandwiches did you eat? I only had one. You only had I one. Just had one. Not yeah. usually, I just had one. I did I didn't I didn't want to be greedy. I took I took my one box and I got a coke and a, and a water and I just I just sat down and I chilled. Good good yeah I, I I usually eat one in the first half and one in the second half and then I'm I'm good. <laughs> But it's Jersey Artie, Mike's though, man. You can't go wrong with Jersey Mike's. You can't go wrong with Jersey Mike's. But Artie, I uh, well, I'll I'll let you uh 
Uh, we'll, we'll wrap this thing up real quick. ECU, they got that signature win. Mm-hmm. Now Coach Houston's going to let that stew. He's going he's gonna to build that up with the team. He, he's going to build this team into something formidable next year. Mm-hmm. And then next year, I think this is a bowl, a bowl team next year. I, I, this, I, I, yeah, I, this is a bowl team next year. I, I think we have the, the capabilities, and I, I mean, think we have the opportunities. Like, like you said, we're going to do our way too early in, you know, here in the next few weeks, and we'll get into next season, and we'll talk about you know, our, our opponents for, for next year. But I absolutely believe you know, with, with how we finish this season and how everyone's going to be a year older, everyone's going to be a little bit more hungry, Everyone's going to be yearning to get to 500 or better. I absolutely believe this, uh, this, this team has the opportunity to get to, to a bowl game by next year. Yeah, I, I think so. And, I mean, you look at it, this team could be four and five. Could, it could be, p- quite possibly be five and four. If you extrapolate that out into a full season, I think the Marshall game and the Norfolk State game are both winnable games early on in the season you're looking at a team that could be six and six this year. I think that's what we both called before, yeah. you know, COVID. But uh, this, is, this is a team that looks good. They bought in. That's all you can ask for for Pirates. If you don't like it, I'm sorry, but we're, we're, we're rolling around the corner. Right. You, know, I, you, you, have to, you have to trust the process. I, I hate – use that 76ers term but you got it you got to do it you got to trust the process if the ecu fan cannot buy into the process um you should probably cheer for somebody else go 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 to walmart buy you a light color blue t-shirt and and cheer for them because if you can't trust the process and can't respect what what ecu is doing then you're you're not a real pirate fan anyways that light blue team is going to disappoint you too so (laughs) (laughs) Like we said on on uh, the episode this week, haven't beat what a team that's won more than two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're still ranked in the top twenty somehow. But all right, already bounced out. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Artie. Let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. If you if you're not already doing so, people follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Boneyard Podcast, Boneyard underscore Podcast, or I think it's just Boneyard Podcast. I, I'm not even sure right now. Let's see. <laughs> we've been doing this so long and we don't always do this um at boneyard podcast everybody um Mm -hmm. make sure you're following us there um you can also send us your messages make sure you leave a review we've talked about this leave us review if you leave a review after today's podcast i'll send you enough money to buy 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 yourself a sup crush all right Artie. and i and i just want to say you know the football season is now officially wrapped. So now we can focus our attention on some other stuff. I'm very excited to talk about ECU basketball and I'm very excited to talk about ECU baseball. And we're going to get into that in the next few weeks. So stay tuned with us. We ain't going nowhere. We still got fresh content, fresh stuff to give to you. So uh, don't, don't, don't go anywhere. Pirate nation. We'll, we'll, we'll still be here. We'll still be recording these episodes for you. Yeah. And I I think we will change up how we do our, our episodes every week. Um, Yeah. We'll probably, we'll probably go to the frequency. We'll probably go. Doing we'll probably go into having uh, one episode a week on probably on Sunday night, coming into you Monday morning, um, so you have fresh mm-hmm. content to listen to throughout the week. Um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll be switching it up a little bit, and then uh, we'll we'll be ready for basketball and baseball season. Um, right now, ECU basketball 
looks very good. And I am super excited for them. Um, hopefully, hopefully we can uh, get some more basketball content going. We've already talked to some guys lining up some great interviews coming up. Um, I messaged one guy. I was like, hey, could you record next week for an interview? And he, uh, he was like, how about we do tomorrow? He was so excited. So um, we haven't recorded him yet. I told him I couldn't record on Friday. He wanted to record on Friday. But uh, it, it's coming, people. We got some, <laughs> we got some great content. We'll, uh, we're, we're ready for you all to listen to it. I'm ready for you to partake. But, Artie, um, you stay safe. Pirate Nation, you stay safe. Uh, we wish you well. Happy holidays. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace out, Pirate Nation. Deuce.